So welcome to the Social Club podcast. Um, as you know, my name is Craig Eden Phillips, and I'm here with Ruth Sutherland, who is, um, well, she's the former chief exec of Relate, Samaritans, and now she's chair of a, a fantastic social business called Social Adventures uh, in Salford in Greater Manchester. We've just come out of Social Club, Ruth. How are you feeling? Oh, great. It was lovely to be in the room with so many passionate, enthusiastic leaders all kind of on a quest to learn it was a that was a good good session thank you it was great and uh, i i really enjoyed it too and um i I think you know what one of the one of the you know you shared a number of important messages in the session um particularly from your from your time leading samaritans and relate both of which were organizations in different degrees of trouble and challenge when you arrived just talk us through very quickly um ruth you know how you how you respectively approach those 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 challenges in the in these big big name you know dispersed you know complicated organisations. Well, I think that one of the key things is is well, and it is really a personal leadership thing, but it's knowing why you lead. Like, yes. what, what is your purpose? Why have you come to this organisation? Mm. And for me, that mission was always around social justice and it was always around the beneficiary and whatever the whatever the charity or the organisation was trying to do. I had to feel a connection with the with the beneficiary in order to be able to make sense of what can be, you know, complicated organisation. And um, and then it's the thing, I mean, the, the sort of classic thing of trying to understand where the organisation is, mm. where it's trying to get to, mm. and how are you going to get there? And then really important is what's stopping you getting there? And the, and the things, you know, that are stopping you getting there are usually resources, structure, processes, culture. Mm. And so that you would, you know, it, it's having that clarity of vision Yes. Um, about what you're trying to achieve and then, you know, making that yeah. assessment, which some would yeah. call the strategic gap. And, and you know, it, because it's a little while ago now, I guess, w- would it feel safe to talk about what, what you what, what you saw as those strategic gaps when you arrived in, in those in those organisations when you when in the periods you led them? So uh, I think it's fascinating to, to hear about it because we, we talked about it in the room. But uh, we'd love to hear yeah. a little bit more here. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, um, they, they, they had similarities, Relate and Samaritans, but also differences. Mm. Um, the, the federal um, structure was mm. not so much a difficulty, but it was um, a fact, if you like, of, of yes. something you, you had to work with. Yes. And that kind of leadership is a lot more challenging because mm. you have to inspire and bring people with you. So you, you have so, no you, you have no command and control in a federation, do you? No, not yeah. really. I mean, you, you you might have some levers, but they're usually very you know not not that not that good. And by the time you get those levers out, you've probably lost the argument. Ah, um, yes. So winning the argument by persuasion, um, that clarity of vision, being mm. able to bring people with you, um, and and galvanize people around common purpose. Were, and, were were important but and you talked um, a lot about listening in this exercise because you know we think of leadership as going going in and saying right you know this is where we're headed you know who you know and and, and leading from the front you 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 suggested something slightly different in terms of how you yeah. you went about leading 
change. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, listening is really important, mostly, you know, at meetings or as, as leaders, we are waiting for our moment to speak. We are leaders are often in broadcast mode. Um, mm. And actually, we we do much better when we can really demonstrate that we're listening and mm. listening to understand. And of course, that was, you know, that was happy days, if you like, at Samaritans, because that is Samaritans cause. That is mm. what Samaritans is there to do. So um, being able to listen to all the stakeholders, trying to understand, trying to um, see things from other perspectives. We hear, you know, we, we're talking much, much more about inclusion and diversity than we ever have. But it's pretty fundamental that we need to leadership that you must have access to diverse thinking. And, and then, um, you know, when there is a group think that you all think the same way and you're all going the same way, to me, that's the sort of road to ruination. So um, mm. being able to listen um, and try and understand. And then for me, that created more of a leadership style that was around leader as coach where yes. you are creating the environment in which people will do well. Yes. And, and it is people because mostly in our sector, it, it's about people. It's about the yes. beneficiaries who are people, but it, then it's the people who work, the volunteers, the, the people who work for the organisation. Um, so so, so to, are you saying here then, you know, if you want to change an organisation in a particular way, it's it's... It, it, it's critical that the people there, what, whatever they happen to feel, um, are feel understood by you yeah. in order that you then can earn an audience for your ideas with them. But but you've got to go first. Is that is that yeah. is that basically? Yeah, I think that you have to create that environment where that listening is is, you know, is there. Yeah. You can, uh, I think the sense for individuals, for, for, for human beings to be heard is a pretty much a fundamental thing. Mm. And when we feel mm. that we're not heard, we feel, we feel frustrated, annoyed mm. and all of that. We might not agree, but mm. as long as we both have heard each other, mm. then we have more likely we're going to broker. Um, uh, uh, we, can, we can come out with something. Um, and I, I, I think I would have had to have used those kind of um, skills in both of those jobs and um, and and other senior leadership jobs. I attended the mm. Alzheimer's Society, Rethink, Scope. Yes. Um, you had to um, be and, and also be open to changing your mind. You know, when yes. I talked about having that clear vision mm. um, about where you're going, um you know, you can have a wiggly line to get there. Yes. Um, and the wiggly line is made up of all the things that you've changed your mind on yes. because you've heard something different and you've heard something that would make you change your mind. And you also might do something. I mean, I'm a great fan of early prototyping because you do it and then you learn, oh, actually, yes. that's not the way to do it. <laughs> and, and then you can, you know, make an, a, another direction. You know, make an another turn and another adjustment. And I think when people see you being open um, and hearing people mm -hmm. um, and changing your mind, you are more likely to um, people are more likely to have trust and confidence in you. And then some of the, some of the people listening to this will be thinking, well, 
that's kind of fine when you've when you've got when you've got the time and you know and, and you've got you've got sort of years to do this sort of exercise of you know listening and going around and listening again and playing back but you know but when 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 things are really really tough and really challenging and you know the, the you know you're pressing up against massive pressure financial or whatever always kind of has to go out the window a little bit and we have to be a bit more directive and get our big boots on what what do you what would you say to, to that kind of response to, to 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 your points what's your retort to that yeah yeah I think I think that that thing about knowing yourself knowing where you're going and understanding what the parameters are. Mm. So I certainly would have been clear about, well, okay, I can be flexible, but what are my red lines? Mm. <laughs> and once I knew what my red lines were, if we got to crossing the red line thing, but mm. I would have always hoped, I mean, certainly with my um, leadership teams, mm. I would have had, um, you know, a fairly kind of open and honest um, style and I said collaborative um, coaching. But they would know me well enough that um, because I would have told them in mm. advance that sometimes I'm going to have to say, no, this is the way it's going to be. Yes. Because sometimes somebody has to make a call. Yes. And um, uh, but I would I would be uh, I hoped I was always careful not to overuse that. Mm. Um, but in extremists. I certainly would. And I would, um, you know, people would come to me in my leadership team and say, they tell me about a problem. And then they, um, and I'd say, well, what do you think we should do? They would put forward their ideas. I would have an opinion. Mm. You know, I would, I would put my points forward. I would argue my case, but I would be open to persuasion. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say, oh, I said, oh, I hadn't said it like that. Oh, can you tell me more about this? Um, so it's not I don't see it as a passive style um, mm. at all, you know, and a transformative leader, which is probably what I was trying to be, um, has to be somebody with clarity about where you're going. And at times, especially times of trouble for an yeah. organisation, mm. that gives people confidence. Mm. You know, it's not like there's, you know, is anyone home? It's well, we know that she's home and we know what she's going to do and okay so we're just going to do it we're not going to like it but we're going to do it so um but it's all the time it's a kind of it's kind of a balance but a relational um one I think I mean I have likened uh, management and governance as being a bit like the dance partners you know when you first get to know each other you're stepping all over each other's toes and you're tripping each other up and um but with practice like we see from strictly with practice there's a fluidity you're not having a discussion about who's doing what on the dance floor you know because you trust what's going to happen and i think that that you know again trust is is a really important thing to develop within an organization and then there bring there is a clarity about who's doing what and it 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 very rarely means that somebody's got to you know, tell people what to do um, if there's clarity about the direction and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think to, and, and trust trust in quite large organisations. It, it's a it's a because it's quite easy in smaller ones to where where there's more face to face interaction and more yeah just more intimacy really to to, mm-hmm. to generate trust in in larger organisations. How, how how is trust built there where you know people are just more dispersed and distance and 
you know, and, and part of different departments and geographies. Uh, you know, how do you build trust in something that's, that's, yeah. that's sort of set up to, to, to yeah. just not destroy trust, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I think that I, um, I, I think a large organisation is just, it, it, it's just, you, you get villages, you know, yes, you, you just get sort of networks and groups of people that kind of work together and, um, uh, you know, people can reach out. I think perhaps I'd give the example of, um, you know, when COVID first came yes. and I was due to um, step down in March 2020, it had been planned um I'd given a year's notice you know mm. it all planned but it didn't work out that way and then Covid came and mm. I I didn't hesitate to say I'll stay for another six months until you can recruit but um so I had built up good networks with other mental health charities yeah. generally the mental health sector is not bad at working together um, they've had quite a lot of uh, opportunities to work together. Yes. But I saw a whole new level of cooperation and collaboration mm. between mental health charities during COVID than I'd ever seen in my whole career. Mm. Mm. And it was all virtual. Um, we'd all got relationships of some kind, but there was this sense of it's an emergency. We have yeah. to do our best here. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, little charities able to be as you know have as much voice as the bigger ones um productive pieces of work being carved off and groups mm. of people working on them mm-hmm. um and um it it was brilliant now i'm not saying it came out of nowhere because there were a lot of relationships but it just showed me what you could do in extremists yeah. and also made me think if only we'd have been doing this for the last 10 years how much where where else would we have been now yeah, it, it almost it, it almost took COVID to kind of shake us to wake us up, really, didn't yeah, it? And yeah, yeah. I suppose just reflecting on kind of you know um, the past and the future. You know, if 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 we're looking at yeah people thirty years younger than us now and 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 giving them some some guidance as to how to how to live a life of impact, did, did, would we point them at the voluntary sector, um, or do you think there's you know this? you know, we've had our day really in this sector and <laughs> the real actions elsewhere, you know, business, social enterprise, you know, public sector, you name it, you know, yeah. is the voluntary sector still uh, a place uh, to go for people who want to make a difference? Yeah, no, I think it's still a great place, a great place. But, um, you know, as long as the kind of issues that we're all working on are here, mm. there's, there's, a, there's an exciting place for us. Mm. um you know it's complex it's difficult mm. Mm. it's um but it's um it's worth doing you know yeah. there's a, I, i'm struggling to remember it now but there's a great quote from a Seamus Heaney book about hope and it's hope isn't that the idea that something will turn out well mm. it's the idea that there's something worth working for yes and yeah. what we do is worth working for <laughs> and you know i've put in i've put in a good chunk but i would um there's still plenty more to do and there's still plenty more opportunity and i think that the general public are also waking up to social purpose you know and covid has shown us anything it's shown us the importance of small and local it's shown us the importance of reciprocation and helping each other out you know when you think half of the population volunteered in some shape or form Mm. but we may have to do some reinvention I don't even think that volunteering is a is a is a modern word 
No. I think I think social action is far more um, far more descriptive. Yes. You know, so the sector has to modernise, it has to change, it has to um, be more inclusive. I, yes. I said in the in our session how encouraged I am with the whole yes. growth of social enterprise, and I yes. think it, that that is really a green shoot. Uh, yes. Green shoot. Well, you, you joined you joined our movement, didn't you, as, as chair of Social Adventures? You know, shortly yes. after your 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 time yeah and I mean you know a lot of people um when I um stepped down from the roles that I had were putting in front of me you know chairs of large charities and you know all sorts of brilliant opportunities but my energy and passion is around community action and small and local and that's why I like Lloyd's Bank um foundation um, because that they they're you know we are championing that but also um, the social enterprise and um, helping, enabling communities to just take control and do things differently, to me, is where the future is. And that's where I think there's excitement for any any young person entering. Um, You know, and there's so many different opportunities. There's so many, um, there's so much complexity to the work that you do, but you learn so many skills. Yes, uh, all all transferable, all useful um, for kind of future life. Mm. Yes, and and uh, I, I, at, the, at the risk at the risk of slight digression, I remember a conversation we had. You know, back, I think back in back in two or three years ago, when you spoke at our conference, you told me this story, and it was a it was a local community story. This and 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 it was a, it was an example of you admit you were illustrating the point that um, that that. Of the importance of, of the, the local dimension to, to social change. Um, you were doing some community development work in Northern Ireland um, in, in the time, in the, just in the post Good Friday kind of era when things were still quite, quite, uh, quite, quite sort of tricky on the ground yeah. in, in many yeah. areas. And, and, and having to, and, you know, being a community worker in that setting um, and, and having to kind of confront quite a lot of behavior and um and and uh and 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 you know and old attitudes but but you know if you look 20 years on from in from from all of that you know we have seen we've seen you know tangible and important change which you know which is which has lasted you know and mm-hmm. uh, and um just about i think but it's uh it's, it's, it's being strained at the moment but it's lasting mm-hmm. and uh, there's something about that story that really resonated with me ruth at the time you know um ruth sutherland um it's been great having you with us chair of social adventures former chief exec of relate and the samaritans and and many other things of course which i can't list um it's been great having you with social club uh today and uh yeah, and, and a great podcast too. So uh, thank you so much. Take good oh, care. And uh, we'll you. see you soon. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Ruth. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Craig. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye.